0: Welcome in to the CHGO White Sox podcast, coming to you live from Studio A of our CHGO offices. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me, Herb Lawrence. Hello. Hello. We forgot... La- Sarah, we forgot something. What? Obviously, Vinny. Vinny's not here. But since Vinny is now in Arizona, we need the cactus. We forgot the prop. Did oh, we clean yes. the clact- cactus? Is the cactus ready? Vinny, our lovely, lovely CHGO White Sox beat writer is currently in Arizona. He has made it safe. Him and Ryan Herrera are ready to give you guys content from Arizona. Vinny is now spiritually joining us on the set. So thank you very much to Sarah for running and getting that. Our producer today is Sarah. Sarah. Hi. Hello. Uh, And you can hang out uh, by hitting the thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe. We're getting closer and closer to 50,000 subscribers. Uh, We just had a huge week down in, I was going to say Arizona, but it's Las Vegas, and that's in Nevada. Uh, Our our great content over at CHGO Bears, but the whole All-City team. I mean, they had uh, Shador Sanders uh, bashing Sean Lewis uh, on on the DNVR one. Uh, Even Prime gave them some time as well that rhymed uh Good. so there we go uh You're a poet and don't even know it I, thank you very much herb uh but yeah we are gonna be bringing you some great spring training content uh so no vinny today as a he was in a travel day we'll be hearing from vinny tomorrow though but on today's show we got 30 minutes of chris Getz. Herb, i don't know if you've heard this i know you guys haven't heard this not a great day for our guy chris why is that i think he had a weird day well I think the people got to hear it to hear why, and then we'll talk about it. Uh, But we'll play that for you, and then we'll react to it. And then we got a mailbag Monday, plus guy right here. Not that guy, not seven, but 24. 24 has signed a new deal. So Yasmani Grandal will be joining a new team. Herb and I will talk about his new team and uh, why we're kind of surprised that uh, this guy got a deal already because we talked about this on Friday and we didn't think he'd be getting a deal. No. And now he's got a deal. So there we go. Uh, So again, hit us up with any comments. Let us know what you think about this Chris Getz video and audio as we play it for you. Make sure you're hitting the thumbs up button. Make sure you are subscribing. So Sarah, are we good on the Chris Getz video? We're good on the Chris Getz video. Herb are you feeling good?
1: I cannot wait to hear from chris Getz. all right here's
0: chris Getz.
2: since it's your first spring training as general manager what is going to be your message to the team and what do you want them to try to succeed during this spring training camp
3: you know for one is the the you know first this is my first spring spring training general manager um you know i think overall I'm very you know i'm looking forward to getting the season going um and this is the first opportunity to to you know, whether it be our front office hires, our uh, employees throughout the organization blending in with the group that's already there. Obviously, there's been uh, a lot of changes to our roster, um, but to have everyone in the same building um, for the first time is is exciting for for me, and I know others. Um, it's it's we feel like we're we're stepping in the right direction, um, and look forward to now. You know getting to work so to speak with everyone together now the message to the players and the team um you know quite honestly it's it's i think we have a, a lot of players that have a fair amount to prove not to the organization but to themselves um you know the expectations in terms of how you go about your business uh the style of play in which we play um and you know how how we're going to work together as an organization uh to to move forward and be successful. So uh, the message will be very clear. They'll learn for what I am about. Um, a lot of them already know that um, and they need to go out there and play and, and show, uh, you know, the White Sox
4: organization, the fans of baseball, what they're capable of doing. Hey, Chris, uh, you told us back here in Arizona at the beginning of November, you didn't, you didn't like this roster and you made a number of changes. I mean, a, a lot of changes and a lot of guys left too, obviously. When we last talked to you, you said, you know, you, you liked what you've done the offseason. Do you feel like you hit the target of what you had in mind when you first took over this job back in season last year and what you wanted to do leading up into spring training 24?
3: Yeah, I definitely feel like we, we've improved the roster. Um, I, yeah, I know that comment about not liking this team. That was certainly uh, something that was deeper in regards to, to the players, um, playing together as a team and anyone that's been around to sports certainly, uh, can connect with that. And I anticipate this group blending in together, working together towards what it takes to be successful in a major league club. Do I think we are as an organization where we need to be, um, to be a championship caliber uh, club, we're not there yet. Um, now, like I said earlier, we do have a lot of players that, that have, have a lot to prove to themselves. Um, and you go across the roster and you look at Ben Attendi, Louie Robert, you know, Andrew Vaughn, uh, Paul, DeYoung, young, uh, Nikki Lopez, Yohan Moncada. Uh, we've got the catchers in, um, Maldonado and Stassi players that, that really, um, for their careers, they, 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 I think they, they've they got a, a, going into this spring training, I feel like they um, are highly motivated to prove not only uh, that they're major league caliber players, but they 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 want to come together. They know that they have to come together for us to be successful.
4: You have a lot of new players, obviously, together. And I know you've talked about a lot of good quality clubhouse guys. How tough is it to meld all those new players with the existing core that you have? And obviously it just begins, you know, it's begun already, but it really begins in earnest on Wednesday.
3: Yeah, it's the beauty of spring training, right? I mean, you, you you've got uh, a month and a half, if not longer, to to spend time and get to know one another. Uh, we've got some some players on the club that have that have been very proactive um, uh, this off season and reaching out, whether it be phone conversations, in person meetings. We've got a lot of players that live in Arizona or have traveled early to Arizona. Um, it really just it's about spending time with one another. Um, now, the true test will be when you, the competition begins. Um, good, bad, or indifferent. And, you know, that's the real character revealer of an individual and a team is when adversity hits or even success hits and how you uh, react and operate, um, you know, with those types of feelings. So uh, yeah, it'll take a little bit of time, but that's that, you know, we're, we're, we're days away from the doorstep of spring training look forward to seeing how it plays out. Chris, you said that this team's not championship
5: caliber quite yet. But as you start this season, what kind of goals do you do you have, and and kind of how do you expect to to define success uh, along the way, all the way through kind of the the, the later months of the season?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I want us to play cleaner, winning type baseball. Okay, I, I've never I've never been part of a team, um, or I don't think anyone uh, within our roster you know, steps into the the clubhouse and says, hey, we want X amount of wins this year. You know, it starts with what the day in front of you, right? And, and when the season begins, opening day hits, you want to win that game. And then you just want to continue to play quality baseball and then the wins start stacking up. Um, you know, I, I'm well aware of what the, the projections are. Uh, yeah, our our goal is to go beyond what the the, the projections are. And I think that most teams could say something like that um, or believe in something like that. So, um, you know what it takes? It takes a team to come together. We've got individuals that I think are are selfless players still have something to prove to themselves, like I said. Um, And, you know, we certainly don't want to play games in which you know, we beat ourselves. We, these guys are very capable players that if they play to their potential, they can beat anyone uh, in any given night. You've talked a lot this offseason about wanting to play a different style
5: than we've seen this team play in in the last couple of years. What does that style look like? What are you What are you hopeful to see on a nightly basis?
3: Well, you know, fundamentally, um, you know, players up the middle uh, on a team are, are, are vital, whether it be the catching position, shortstop, second and center field. And, you know, for me, I, I, uh, I look for players that have high baseball IQ, um, can direct traffic in the middle of the diamond, um, you know, on the catching position. They, 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 they build a solid rapport with our pitching staff, and they educate our pitchers, and they can make adjustments within a game, uh, post-game, pre-game. Um, we've got a lot of pitchers that are, that are, you know, still developing in their careers or, once again, have something to prove. And I feel like we've got um, you know, two additional coaches, uh, with, with the catchers that, that we brought in with Max Stassi and, and Maldonado, but going back to, 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 the defense across the diamond, you got Paul DeYoung and Nikki Lopez that are known for, for at the very least catching the baseball and making tremendous plays up the middle. We've got Louis Robert, who's one of the best defenders in the game. Um, And they all have offensive potential. They've shown it in the major leagues, but bare minimum, they're going to catch the baseball. They're going to be in the right position, make sound decisions. So that in itself, I think is going to position us much better. Um, You know, in the off season, when I began conversations with, with potential free agents and agents, you know, of pitchers, there was hesitancy to come to the white Sox because of the defense. Um, So that, that led me to really, do a, a a be be proactive in improving that and that's why we we executed the Aaron Bummer trade Aaron Bummer is a very uh, very good pitcher, and I expect him to do well with Atlanta. But to be able to acquire, uh, you know, whether it be Nicky Lopez um, and then some of these other uh, players that can provide starting pitching innings for us uh, and make us a more well-rounded club, then that made sense to us. That's why we we signed Paul DeYoung. And then if you look at the, the uh, recent trade with uh, F- Dominic Fletcher, a guy that can play center field, but also on the wings and has a chance to be above average there. So, um, you know, the, the, I want it to be an attractive place for pitchers to want to pitch here. Um, you know, we've, we've got some, some players that have a lot, uh, to prove this year, like I've said earlier, and now to, to feel like we've got a solid foundation. Um, I think we're, we're better positioned for, for success. Um, and look forward to getting things rolling here shortly. Hey Chris, I mean obviously when you were putting this team together
5: and making changes like you've talked about just now defense it looked like character was kind of a big thing for you a lot of these guys are have really good reputations in baseball and I hate to ask are you worried question on February 12th but the offense you know some of these guys don't have you know maybe the best results lately offensively to put it nicely are you worried at all about that like where you're going to get runs from do you have projections that maybe show better than the projections we're seeing from some of the you know websites
3: well, you look at Yohan Moncada for one, we, you know, when healthy, when he's at his best, it can be a very productive offensive player and he's a switch hitter. Um he's had a you know, a, he's in a very good position based on his offseason work. Once again, he is a player that has a lot to brew. Uh I know Ben Intendy who had a fine year last year still wanted to do better than 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 what he performed uh at last year. I know that he's committed to 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 finding ways to improve. Louis Robert is Uh, you know, if he, he does what he did last year, but you know, he's got potential to do even more. We've got Dominic Fletcher that I think, or just the right field position, whether it be Deloach, uh, Gavin sheets, uh, um, Fletcher. Um, and we've got Kevin Pilar that's in camp. We feel like right field was an area in which, um, you know, certainly needed to take a jump forward. We've got personnel that if they play to their capabilities can do that. Andrew Vaughn. Yeah. He, he's a guy that it, he expects to take a step forward. Paul, DeYoung young has been productive at the major league level. Does he need, does he need to make adjustments in his offensive game? Absolutely. Nikki Lopez. He needs to do the same thing. A couple of years ago, he was a close to a 300 hitter, if not over 300. Uh, he brings that to the table. Um, Maldonado you know, he's a guy that he's got some sock in his back. Um, and then Max Stassi, he's got something to prove. He, you know, because of his, uh, you know, last year and, and what he had to deal with from, had to deal with from a personal standpoint now to overcome that. Um, yeah, we've going to have to, we're going to have to create runs. Um, we, we, we are putting a lot on Marcus Thames and our, our, uh, our hitting coaches to, to, get the most out of these guys. Um, But most importantly, I think these these players are, are ready to go. They know the adjustments they need to make um and it's going to be a battle out there and we're going to push these guys um and we're going to do everything we can to score runs one one follow up real quick i mean with Moncada the first guy you mentioned Moncada
5: i mean listen we've all been doing this a while we've heard the you know best shape of my life this guy's got something to prove how much can you really count on Moncada going into this season
3: well to be honest with you, we have to right i mean it, he he he's going to be our third baseman this year um and you know he's He's determined to 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 go out there and have a a solid year for us. And um, yeah, obviously things have to play out. We've got to get through spring training and, and the early parts of the season. Um, and Eloy Jimenez is someone else that that uh you know offensively, we've seen what he uh the potential that he has. And when he's on the field, he's a very productive hitter. So, um, last year, you know, he was on. other than the appendectomy. He had taken care of a lot of the, the, uh, the issues he's had in the past from a health standpoint. So I feel like he's in, he's well positioned to, to be productive on a regular basis as well. So now the team does need to come together. They need to go out there and perform. There's no secret about that. Um, but you know, that's kind of the beauty of baseball and there is plenty of optimism going around with our club.
6: Just building off that question with the offense, you know, the last couple of years um, in terms of, you know, swinging out of the zone, walk rate, um, ground ball rate, it seems like the the team was leaving a lot of, you know, untapped talent on the table in terms of just the approach. Do you see and how do you communicate that message with the the plate approach? You know, some of that can be personnel, um, an opportunity to kind of play up beyond what maybe we're seeing on paper by just, you know, being a team that's more patient and works counts and, and elevates the ball.
3: Yeah I mean th- th- those are certainly you know result based um <laughs> when when you're not chasing or uh, you know looking to make more contact um you know is it approach is it mechanics um uh, more times than not, it's both of those things. Um, but it comes down to each individual and building a relationship with Marcus um and Mike Tozar and everyone involved on the offensive side. Do they have the right information? Are they preparing uh you know against a pitcher that night? And are their bodies in position to make good decisions? Um, you know, that that uh, those really are, you know. It sounds probably easier said than done. Um, however, that's what it takes to 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 be successful at the major league level. Guys have shown the ability to do that. Now they just need to go out there and, and and go out there and produce and do that on a consistent basis.
6: Do you see? I mean, in talking about trying to improve both the defense of this team and its reputation as the league, do you? You know, in past instances, there's been you know trying to squeeze guys into spots. You know, to get their bat in the lineup, uh, you know, Andrew Vaughn in the outfield, you know, has he put a lot of work to, to provide that option to you, but maybe not the ideal setup for him. Do you see the threshold for what you guys are willing to take at a defensive position rising? Um, you know, it could be a factor in first guys who are developing, uh, later on of whether you think they can stick at this high level position. Do, do you see that rising, uh, going forward for, you know, the, the standards you have for this team?
3: Yeah, we're prioritizing defense. Um, you know, there, there. Obviously, there's so many things that can pop up throughout a season, whether it be injuries and certain guys not being available on certain days, and you want everyone to be as well rounded as possible to get their bat in the lineup. However, we're, it, you know, it it shouldn't come at the cost of our defense. Um, so, yeah, to say that it's going to be a higher priority than than in the past, it's tough to say. Other than the fact that I do feel like, whether it be on the defensive side, our depth is much greater um with with players that can that, that can defend at least at the average uh average level but hopefully beyond
7: hey chris uh when we talked to pedro recently he mentioned around this time last year he had maybe six or seven options for starters um and this coming into this spring he's many more when you take a look at the, ro- the potential rotation just what sort of stands out to you
3: well you know i was talking to ethan katz the other day and and Obviously he's had a lot of conversations with our pitchers in preparation for spring training to begin. And, you know, they're, they're, we certainly have more starting depth than we've had in the past. Um, now has it fully taken shape on who are going to be our starters this year out of the gate? Uh, it ha- you know, it hasn't, it's it, we're not quite there yet. Um, but you know, to have as many options as we, as we do have, I think is can be a competitive advantage for us. You know, where Michael Kopach, seeing where he's at uh, from a starting standpoint, Garrett Crochet is stretching out, feels really good. Uh, I look forward to seeing how that play plays out.
7: And I, I meant to ask during the last Zoom about uh, uh, John Brevia Just what is he bringing into the mix, and just what, how can he help out the bullpen along with the you know, recent addition with Tim Hill?
3: Yeah, both both Brebbia and Hill are, are, are veterans and have had success. Um, you know, feel very fortunate to get both of them. Um, you know, Brevia has closed out games. He's been in middle relief. He's, he's been an opener before. Um, you know, he had a lat injury last year that, that we believe is behind him. Um, so to be able to get, we hope a full season of, of production from him is, is exciting. Um, and then Tim Hill, who was battling a finger issue last year with San Diego. Um, so to, to have him fully healthy, um, ready to compete, um and use him properly i think is going to be a boost for us uh with our bullpen so um we've got a lot of quality arms uh beyond those two and i i um you know in, in our i think our whether it be our starters or bullpen um and time will tell uh, on what roles but I, I think there's some versatility and some potential within the group
2: uh chris two quick questions here um first off just going back to the players that have something to prove to themselves Is there maybe a shorter shelf life for those guys this year if, if you're not getting the results that, that you expect from them as the season goes along Memorial day, June or whatever, and you have guys you would like to see behind them since in the past, maybe contract status or just where they, you know, kind of were marked for expectations in in the organization is, is there, has that changed a little bit heading into this season, knowing what, what the expectations that you have?
3: You know, it's, it's tough to say, I certainly don't want to operate with, with any sort of threatening message to any player, other than the fact that every year is a little bit different. In this case, um, you know, it, it this stage of the career of some of these guys, yeah, it's, it's, it, they, they need to prove something. Um, and, and more than anything, it's to themselves because these guys want to be, have long standing careers, uh, in major league baseball, but in all reality, the window isn't as large as some, some players think that it is. And we've got Colson Montgomery, uh, working his way through the minor leagues. We've got Brian Ramos. Uh, we've got Edgar Carrow. Um, we've got some position players that, that are ready to take the next step. Um, and this is professional sports. This is major league baseball and players are coming from all different, different angles and, and, uh, whether it be our minor leagues or other clubs, um, or they're playing for, for another contract. Those are, those are all incentives, um, that, that, that are potentially at play here. So, uh, to say that someone needs to produce in X amount of time, I think is. It is unfair to say. And, and I don't know how much truth there really is to that other than the fact that it's a competitive environment. And, um, you know, if we feel like there, there's an upgrade of some sort, I think we, we owe it to the organization to, to, to move forward with something like that.
2: And then in regards to Pedro, uh, you know, at the end of last year, he, he admitted to kind of, there were two paths, uh, for, for the, uh, how he was going to uh, lead last year and that he deferred to kind of the players and the guys in the, in the clubhouse and, and and said that that was the wrong path. What kind of expectations do you have for Pedro now? You know, what's kind of a new voice with you in this role prioritizing defense? Did, did you expect something different from Pedro or do you expect the, you know, the guy that was hired for this job, getting more of the resources for the team he wants?
3: Well, I, I, you know, we're talking about year two for, for, for a manager. So I think he, he's certainly more comfortable. Uh, he should be more comfortable in the manager role, certainly more comfortable with the organization now that he, he knows more individuals, more knows, knows more players or, or staff, um, or, or front office members. Um, you know, we, we've made some tweaks to, to, to the supporting staff and some of our coaches, whether it be Drew Butera, um, you know, Grady Sizemore, Jason Bourgeois um and and matt wise so you know it's we've got some different voices um you know is it all on on pedro's shoulders of course not it's on my shoulders it's on uh, all of our coaches coming together everyone you know when it comes to leadership it starts with yourself And, and 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 the goal here is to empower everyone um and you know pedro understands that i understand that our coaching staff understands that and our players will as well so um you know, I, I Pedro Pedro and I are are we've had a lot of conversations this offseason. He is hungry, um, and I look forward to supporting him in in any way that he needs. Hey Chris, I uh, always want to follow up a little bit on Garrett Crochet. You know, trying to
5: transition him to be a starter. Would he have the ambition of having starter innings? in spring training are you going to start him as a reliever and then eventually move him
0: into the rotation if you can kind of disclose how the general plan would work for garrett considering he hasn't had the innings over the last few years uh with you guys
3: yeah i mean you know all offseason has been in preparation for for him to be a starter and you know primarily be healthy um so we want to appropriately uh, attack this, this starters plan, so to speak now, how he'll be deployed. It'll be one inning and two innings and three innings. Um, and we'll kind of go from there. Does that mean that, you know, he comes out of the pen to begin with and gets his innings? spring training's unique uh, you know, it's a little bit different than, than, than in season. Um, you've got backfield games, um, obviously opportunities to start, you know, a game, so to speak. Um, so, uh, more than anything, it's, it's, it's keeping him healthy and then stretching him out appropriately and then deploying him how we see fit both for Garrett and the organization. So, so there is a scenario where if things are going well in spring training for him physically and on and results based, he could potentially break camp in the rotation. If we feel like it's best for for Garrett and us, yeah, that that that's certainly under consideration. Chris, you seem to be talking
5: generally positively about everybody on your roster uh, from a health standpoint. Do you have any uh, you know injury updates that 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 are you're coming into camp with some some health concerns with
3: anybody? Um, yeah, knock on wood, we're we're in a pretty good place from a health standpoint. Um, obviously, as things pick up, um, you know, you start challenging the body a little bit. Um, and I uh, I I anticipate some, some changes to that, but as it stands today, uh we're in a very healthy position.
6: No, no pun intended. Suppose I can force an injury update on you. Um do you see Davis Martin's rehab allowing him to you know be someone who's in the mix at some point in the first half, or just what kind of timeline is he on right now?
3: Yeah, I mean I, I um you hate to to put an exact return date, but uh unsurprisingly, Davis is uh, his really kick button is, is rehab and, um, you know, we, we feel like he's a starter in the big leagues. He's proven, um, the, to, to show starting ability. So, um, you know, at some point this summer, uh, I anticipate him being an active player for our major league club. Um, but time will tell, um, we're, you know, he's still got a couple of months to go. Um, but so far he he's doing very well.
6: With, uh, Kopech, you know, seeing how, where he's at starting this spring, you know, he, he, worked a little bit of the bullpen at the end of last year. If, if, depending on what your starter mix is, is depending on where, where he's at, is that a, a feasible option, you know, the start to season or, um, you know, something you're considering at some point this year, depending on how he's going.
3: Yeah. The goal is for him to be a starter. Um, you know, he, he, he's very comfortable doing that. You know, the, the beauty of Michael is, is, you know, he's got, um, he's got the ability to pitch in, in multiple roles. Um, not everyone has that floor, so to speak. So, uh, but right now he, he, he's had a very smooth off season, smoother than he's had in the past. Um, you know, and so he's going to be right on time to 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 be able to be a starter on opening day uh, or come the beginning of the season. So, um, you know, are there are there do we have the ability to make adjustments? Of course we do. Um, and does he need to go out there and and continue to have this smooth offseason he's had? Yes. Um, you know, but but Michael's in a good frame of mind. Physically, he's a good place. So he he's off to a nice start.
6: Uh, with crochet, it's been tough in past years to. Turn away from how useful he could immediately be to your bullpen. Is is starter only kind of the the approach of them this year? Like you know, even if it's you know, if he has to develop a whole year in AAA or has to work at starting, is it kind of that's that's what the project is for him at this point? Or would he possibly be a major league bullpen piece if the if the need is there?
3: Yeah, well, you know, it, going back to to when we began the lo- uh, last off season. Um, you know, Garrett and I had a conversation and, um, you know, it was very clear that, that he was excited to, to get a look as a starter. And when you have got a player that has that type of conviction, um, I think you're, you're doing the player a disservice to ignore that. So I said, listen, I want you to have an offseason in preparation to be a starter. We're going to go about this appropriately. Um, uh, from a health standpoint, cause he was coming off Tommy John last year. He had a shoulder hiccup. So, um, I wanted to be very safe, uh, in how we went, went about it. Now, very similar to Michael Kopech. He he's had success in the bullpen before now his mind and his body is prepared to be a starting pitcher at this point. Obviously there he needs to be built up further. Um, and he hasn't had, um, you know, too many starter innings under his belt. Um, you know, that's even going back to college. So, um, but he, he, he's a special arm. Um, he's shown three pitches in the past. Uh, so he's got the starter kit to, 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 to be a um, a starting pitcher. Now it's just a matter of going out there and executing and figure out how to navigate games. Um, but, we'll, you know, once again, look forward to seeing how it plays out. If we need to make adjustments
4: along the way, we'll do that. Hey, Chris, one more before I ask you a question on on Garrett. So would you say there is a chance he could open the season at triple a charlotte as part of this rotation or do you value him too much i guess just kind of reinforcing what james just said as as part of your major league roster because of what he brings
3: yeah i anticipate him you know being on our major league club but you know i also don't want to close the door on what's best for garrett crochet
4: what are you uh what are you looking for from colson you know this spring colson had a good year last year after he got healthy he was in camp last year, but was hurt for almost the entirety. I think he had like five plate appearances. Uh, you know, he's getting close. He showed that last year. What are you looking for uh, out of him during spring training?
3: You know, when it comes to Colson, you know, I don't think there's a, a player in, in perhaps minor league baseball that doesn't have the arrow pointed in the direction that that, uh, that he has at the current moment. So just to continue that momentum. Players like that let you know when they're ready to be at the major league level. Um, I, I've certainly spoken about it at length in the past about what he brings to the table. He's he's very mature in the box, um, very under control. Obviously, he's got power potential. Um, he understands what it takes to be successful at the major league level, even though Um, you know, he doesn't have too much baseball experience, which is amazing to say, but that just speaks to the talent that he has. He's continued to improve defensively. Um, he showed very well, the Arizona fall league. Um, so, you know, we're, we're, we're excited and we're very fortunate to have Colson and, you know, when it comes to spring training, certainly we want to get off to a good start, keep him on the field and, and set him up for success this year on Colson and, and really any number of guys who, you know, maybe don't have any big league
5: experience quite yet, but, but specifically on Colson, um, is, are they being given shots this spring to compete for, for major league roster spots? I, I know Pedro is excited about having a, 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 like you said, a competition, you know, an environment of competition or is Colson and Nestrini and leisure. Are these guys who could break camp with the
3: team if they, if they show well enough? Yeah. it, it, you know, all of these possibilities are on the table. Um, I think it's unhealthy to, to, to cap any player. Um, they all need to come in here with a mindset to, to, you know, compete and put themselves in position for success. And I know that there's an obsession, an obsession with, with being on an opening day roster. I, I understand that, but really it's about, you know, the, the, the full season. Um, and if that means that someone breaks in and you know, the, the second game of the season or, or the mid season or in September, you know, so be it, it's about you competing against the game more than anything, or it's not necessarily competing for roster spots. So, um, these guys are still developing as players and, and I want them to be the best players that they're, they're capable of being. And and it's our job as a support staff to, to put them in position to do so.
7: Chris, one more question about the rotation is the mindset, uh, to, potentially have Dylan Ray there to take the ball on opening day?
3: Yeah, at this point, you know, Dylan Cease, I uh, expect him to be our our, our opening day starter. Um, he's had an awesome off season. I, I've been in contact with him regularly and I know his, his name has been, uh, you know, out there publicly with potential trades and unsurprisingly, you know, it, it hasn't affected him. It, you know, he's a guy that just, you know he's so professional and just focused on the task at hand. So um, I look forward to seeing him in a couple of days. Um, and you know I, I certainly feel like he's well positioned to have an excellent year.
6: Um, do you have designs at this point about whether Colson has anything left to prove in Birmingham, or uh, do you have him ticketed to Charlotte, or if if he does start the season in the minors, or do you kind of assess that over the course of the spring?
3: Yeah, we'll assess it there, there there's there's a handful of variables that go into that decision uh more than anything i want him to have a smooth spring training and feel good about where his body body is at and certainly mentally um in a good spot to go out there and be successful and it doesn't in my mind it doesn't really matter where he starts
6: the um you know tim anderson a couple of years ago it seemed like he kind of got this you know because of where the team was at this longer window to kind of develop defensively at shortstop than you know, maybe the typical player, or if he came up in a contention season would have had, do you see where the team is at that option being ready to, how to approach Colson at short or with the emphasis you're having on defense? Do you want him to have, you know, have less to iron out when he reaches in the majors possibly, or how do you view the development of a short or how much, you know, appetite for watching him come out of struggle or develop in real time in the majors? Do you have in this situation?
3: Well, I mean, you know, just, just like any player you want to, you want him to be, um, you know, in a position to have success at the major league level in all facets. And certainly we're prioritizing defense. So, you know, when it, when it comes to his defensive acumen, it is high. Um, now, you know, there's some nuances to the position that, that, that need to be, um, you know, continue to be worked on and groomed. And I, I, I think he's shown, you know, he, he showed great strides. Uh, in the Arizona Fall League and, and and towards the end of the season there uh, in Birmingham. So um, you know, once again, he's had a really good offseason. Look forward to, to seeing his work, whether it be in the backfields or or B games or A games, and and we'll we'll make that decision on on where he's at uh, defensively, and then we'll apply that um, to where he starts.
4: Hey Chris, uh, one off the board, uh, non forty man topic Noah Schultz. I think a lot of people are focused on him because this is a guy who's been kind of written up and talked up as, you know, top of the rotation guy, where does he stand, you know, health-wise and just development-wise as he goes into spring training, you know, whenever the minor league camp starts?
3: Yeah. It's about, uh, getting the, the, the innings and the workload, um, for, for Noah Schultz. And, and certainly health is going to be a huge component of that. Um, you know, he's had a very smooth offseason as well. And, Um, you know, he, he continues to build out his frame and, and, um, you know, challenge his body to, 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 to be able to respond on a daily basis, um, as a starting pitcher, but the, the weapons are there. So it's just a matter of the workload. Um, and, you know, he, he's. I think he, you know, in terms of performance last year, um, from a pitching standpoint, when he was out there, he's one of the top pitchers in baseball. Um, now it's just a matter of accumulating the, the, the innings for him so we can continue to stretch him out and see what he's capable of doing on a regular basis.
0: That's White Sox General Manager Chris Getz. We are going to take a quick break and then Herb and I will react to what Chris had to say. We want to let you know about our friends over at Circus Sportsbook. The NFL season might be over, but that just means what? We're 44 days away from MLB getting started. We got NBA going on. We got NHL going on. There's still a ton to bet on with the world's largest sportsbook, Circus Sportsbook. They got tight money line splits, a low hold model. Games will strive to be a minus 110 split on the Circus Sports menu, unlike other sportsbooks, which may use a minus 115 or minus 120 split, and they encourage bettors to download and explore all sports betting apps available so you can compare the lines from each sportsbook. And again, they are the world's largest sportsbook, and they strive to have the best line for you to uh, bet on. And you will see if you're comparing lines that most of, if not all the time, that Circa will have the best line for you to bet on. And Circa does not limit uh players based on their winnings every player has the same winnings unlike other books who do limit winning players so go try out the world's largest sports book circus Sportsbook. their customer service is unbeaten there are real people behind the circus sports brain who resolve issues in timely fashion unlike other books who use chat bots and you'll have to be waiting there for two three four hours to get a, an actual person to answer a question and all aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main circus Sportsbook at circus resort and casino in las vegas so download the circus sports illinois app at circusports.com. So Illinois app that slash Illinois app to sign up today. Also, be on lookout for circuit events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you are some you, you know may have a problem with gambling, call one eight hundred Gambler one eight hundred four two six two five three seven. Text GMB to eight three three two three four. Visit AreYouReallyWinning.com. dot com. Herb, yeah, ready. Five eight eight two three hundred empire today. Michael saying that we're the A team of podcasting. I think that we're also the A team of singing. Um, but like do the actual do, do, right, that A
1: team.
0: I'm the. Do, 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 do. I'm clearly the Mister T of the A team of singing, and you're the white guy. Just three of them. Oh, uh,
1: well, they, who's, the, who's the... Hannibal, guy? the main, main is guy? Is it that guy? Yeah. yeah okay. Base, uh, I believe, there's another one, and then I forgot the third one.
0: I never watched it. Uh, well, we want to let you know about Empire Today. With Empire Today, you get to shop uh, You get shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low price guarantee. Empire Today is the best place to get new flooring, so of course they have copycats, but Empire can't be beaten on quality, service, and speed, so competitors advertise low-quality products that Empire simply won't carry. Empire won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does is putting flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in in theirs. They keep shopping for floors simple with a curated product selection. Their philosophy is to help you find what you need and not overwhelm you with thousands of choices and substitutes. What they leave out of their selection is just as important as what they put in and Empire's product team exhaustively combs through thousands of product samples each year. So you don't have to, you can just find the perfect styles and you can look through their perfect styles with their virtual floor designer. It's a great way to see how new floors will look in any space. It's easy. Just snap a picture and instantly see how new floors will look in your room. So schedule a free in-home estimate today all listeners can also receive a $350 off discount when they use promo code CHGO restrictions apply and you could see empiretoday.com slash CHGO for all of the details again all listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use promo code CHGO Oh, um, make sure you do follow at Vinny Duber because he is in Arizona. He was tweeting out uh, the meeting today at like 930, which is just kind of cruel from Chris Getz. And I don't know if maybe it was just because it was in the morning uh, that, you know, Chris sounded a little bit off. Vinny, I got to be honest, he sounded a little sleepy, you know, when he was asking his questions. Um, But it didn't seem like Chris had a lot of true thoughts, right? It was a lot of if. It was a lot of hopes. Oh yeah. It was a lot of if this guy does that. There was some honesty that I did like. Um I liked when he brought up when, you know, he was talking to free agents. They said they didn't like the defense. So he went out and addressed that. And we've seen that, we've noted that throughout the off- offense. Um when he was asked about Young Mankata by I think Ryan McGuffrey, he said, uh, to be honest, we have to. When he said, Do you have to rely on Mankata mm-hmm. and Mankata being healthy? Hey, you know what? You do have to. You're paying him X amount of money. It's just kind of clear that you have to hope on Yohan Mancato. We're not against that because it just kind of seems like reality when you pay a guy that much money. And then also I thought there was a good answer when, uh, you know, I just think it was McGuffey's next question. It was the shelf life on players. Um, it doesn't seem, again, like they are putting true expectations on this year. He said that they are looking to play a more winning type of baseball. Not trying to win. They're not trying to exceed a certain amount of wins. And I know people were like, well, what if Graffal loses? Graffal the Clown, I think, was the exact comment. Mm -hmm. uh, Loses 10 more games again, then he'll definitely be fired. No. I mean, all they do is, I think at least for 2024, is not rock the boat. Let's see what these guys can do. Maybe something happens. Maybe something doesn't. It's just a baseball season. And I think they're kind of looking more towards 2025 than it is 2024.
1: I think so, too. And I think that... For the brief amount of time that he has been the general manager, I like what I deem as honesty from Chris Getz. It's a lot of uh, subterfuge back in the day with Kenny and Rick. It looks like a little bit more honest assessment of his team. And that answer he gave for the Mancada kind of is what most White Sox fans are resigned to the fact that he's going to be on this team. Now he's like if probably if he had his druthers, he wouldn't have Yohan Mankata on this team, not because of him being a bad guy or anything like that. It's because of the inconsistency. He doesn't play well uh, sometimes and then he's hurt often. So he's like, Yeah, we're stuck with this some bitch. He we're paying him a bunch of money. So he better I hope he plays well. But yeah, I think that Chris is just, you know, got a crappy hand dealt to him. He accepted that crappy hand but he's just trying to make this hand just a little less crappy. Their team still sucks. It's a terrible amount of people put together uh, for a baseball team in this terrible division. But I think their floor is raised slightly up. They were one of the worst teams in a lot of uh, positions. Catcher, they were the worst team. The right field, they're one of the worst teams. Um Uh, uh, relief pitchers are one of the worst teams. So they have a lot of growth. Shortstop, one of the worst teams. They have a lot of growth that they can make. And they think that having run prevention being the key to that, and that's what Chris Getz has been doing this whole offseason with his defensive first approach, can at least help their where you're not giving up extra runs like they did all last year. I don't know if they were the top team in earned runs given up or unearned runs given up, but they were up there in that uh, category. So, they're just improving that defense just slightly so you see a better brand of baseball, but you're going to see 90 plus lose, losses on this team. That's a 100% guaranteed. I think the, the way that guarantee uh, the, that you guarantee that Pedro Fold doesn't come back lose another 100 games this year because this team, I think should be better than last year's team just by the t- people on the team. You're going to get at least a zero performance out of Paul DeYoung instead of the minus two, whatever Tim provided last year. You're going to get the same or b- above that. What you got? 1.8 last year from Nicky Lopez and his stints in Kansas City and uh, Atlanta. So you're going to get positive play there instead of the negative. Well, they got some positive play out of uh, Elvis Andres, but – I think, a little bit more of a solid defender there at second base because he's played it more likely than uh, Elvis Andres, who did a decent job last year. So I like what Chris gets says. His press conferences, while not as exciting as Rick Hans, I think he's a little bit more honest with himself and honest with us as the uh, consumers out here. I, I've, he's not. He doesn't annoy me like the other guy. And maybe I just
0: the other guy annoyed me because we listened to him for so long. He'd be lying to himself and us. But... I don't know if I'm really coming away from this one for 32 minutes with a lot to know about the 2024 Chicago White Sox. You um, stuff, though. But no, I don't think he has an actual plan. Um, so at least first, uh, he said a lot of it is, you know, they have to prove it to themselves. And I don't know how viable that actually is because, again, this is all guaranteed money. You know, if Yohan Mankata only gets, you know, 50 hits this year, it's not like he's not going to get the $25 million, right? If he, if they're, you know, 25 games under 500, what's the, what are these guys' motivations? You know, like at, at what point does playing for the next contract run out? Because we saw it run out when this team was in contention, when this team was going 81 and 81, It ran out. Right. I mean, these guys had all of the reasons in the world to play for pride the past couple of years. I don't know. I mean, when you're 25, 26, isn't that the time where you kind of want to go prove yourself? Um, So I, I don't really know on how true that is that, you know, these guys have to go, you know, prove themselves like what adjustments are you making? I get being stuck with Benintendi. You didn't sign that contract with Moncada. You didn't sign that contract with Jimenez. You didn't sign that contract. I can't be mad at him. He said he wanted to go improve the defense. You know, it's a lot of if with DeYoung and Lopez hitting wise, but again, like you said, we know that they're going to be good hitters. Um, but when you have to go out and put your kind of style and flair on right field, it wasn't all true. We know who our right fielder is. We're excited for our right oh. fielder. It seems like he wanted to give it to Fletcher, but then he said, uh, yeah, "I kind of yeah. want to get." I kind of want to be fair to the other guys, like Pilar and like Sheets. Um, but again, if they play to their capabilities, it doesn't seem like you truly went down and nailed that position down. What is the plan? Hopefully, it's Dominic Fletcher plays well. But what if he doesn't? Is it Gavin Sheets? Because I think our chat would probably be uh, be in that next level. Absolutely
1: not. Uh, you let <laughs> Dominic Fletcher burn. As much as he can, if he's not ready, then you go to the next youngster, which is Zach Deloach. You should not see a start, not one start, from Gavin Cheats in right field. Not one. You definitely will.
0: Um, I know you will. Yeah, Get said they know the adjustments. I, I think, especially for a former player... It would be nice to hear more about the adjustments and hey, maybe he can't really speak on the pitching adjustments and maybe we need to hear from Brian Bannister, but we didn't get a ton on what those hitting adjustments are. You are a guy that understands hitting how to talk about hitting. You got a general manager job. You played baseball for 12 years at a professional level. I would like to hear more from Chris Getz on what this is actually what, what these guys are working on, right? We like the work that they're going, they're having. We like the off seasons that we're having. We like that they're healthy, but what are they truly working on? What does this team need to do from going from 29th and way to runs creative plus to actually being, you know, maybe middle of the pack. If you are going to be relying on pitching and defense gets is, you know, different from the other guy. And I would like for him to show why he's different than that other guy. That other guy did not play gets has, and I didn't think that he really kind of put that flair on it, but you brought up crochet. Um, again, I don't know if he can speak on what Crochet needs to change, but I didn't really believe when he said we have Garrett's health fully in mind. Um, he said Crochet is stretching out and he's excited to see how that plays out and that he's prepping all off season to be a, all, a starter and that, you know, he'll be deployed in one inning and then when they'll see how that goes and then maybe he'll be deployed in two innings and then maybe he'll be deployed in three innings. Um, I... Don't like that he hemmed and hawed and ended by saying, you know, anticipate him being in the major leagues club in 2024. He doesn't want to close on what's best for Garrett Crochet, which could be starting in the minor leagues. But if Garrett Crochet is going to be a starter and you admit that Garrett Crochet doesn't have a lot of starter innings in his career. Correct. Why aren't you taking that opportunity to fully say, Garrett, if this is what you think you need, if this is how you think you can succeed, go to a place where there's no pressure. Go prove that you can be a starter because that's what like that's a ton of a trust in Garrett Crochet to go be a major league starter after one spring training. Um and then two, this is a former first round pick. It seems kind of lackadaisical. Like this is a guy that has a ton of potential, yep. can still help you, is still young, and if you do have the right plan and protect his health, maybe we should be starting him at a, maybe a, a more chewable, digestible plan, saying if he has a good spring training and a good, you know, month, he's going to be a major league starter.
1: Woof! It's going to be tough because the whole thing is you're supposed to dress and act like the job that you want. How are you going to do the job that you want by bite size in the major leagues? Like, how are you going to do that? I would say go down to either double or triple-a whichever they see fit whichever league they see is a better chance for development for Garrett crochet as the starter and this let him go and he's answering these questions as if he is not the person in charge of baseball operations for Garrett crochet Just say, yeah, if we feel as the White Sox that Garrett Crochet serves us better at the major league level, Garrett Crochet will be at the major league level in the role that we determine that he'll be in. But if we're doing charity now and we're saying, hey, we want Garrett Crochet to be happy and want him to do what he wants to do this year, yeah, be in the minors and make sure that you are developing that talent down in the minors for next year as you said before he's already resigned to the fact that 2024 is a rebuilding year he hasn't said the words we all know though so why it would be Gary crochet being on the major league level with all the options that they have at starting pitcher already right. and why would you have him start a game and just pitch two innings in the major league level? Why? Like an opener, just to stretch him out? Like stretch him out down the minor leagues. You can have and do whatever you need to do down there and have control of the player and have a little bit more instruction. You're I, At the end of the day, minor leagues are for development, not for wins and losses. I guarantee these players on this team, while they know that they're not a great team, They don't want experiments on their team. They want to win games. And, yes, Garrett Crochet gives them a better chance to win in the long run. But if he's not ready to start, some players in, like, two innings of Garrett Crochet and then you dive and you go to your bullpen, you're killing us. And we're losing the game. So what are we doing? We're babysitting him for – his development. It's about the team, not just about him. Well, I, I push back
0: on that just a little bit because then, you know, when we hear starter, then maybe they can say he's a starter, but he's actually an opener. I mean, maybe this is just an opener idea and and, and that maybe doesn't have that same grimace from the bullpen because Jimmy Lambert's a multiple inning guy. Davey Garcia's a multiple inning guy. Tukey, who likely would be on the bullpen, is a multiple inning guy. Drohans a, a multiple inning guy. So I think they have the guys that could at least eat that type of um, assignment, but Again, is it the best for the player? I feel like we didn't hear a true... Plan right. I feel like you know Chris Getz kind of could have presented the White Sox plan for Garrett Crochet. Maybe there needs to be more assessment done by Brian Bannister, but it wasn't the I I feel like the best from uh, from Chris Getz and then also Kopech too. Uh, the goal is for him to be a starter. I love to hear that he is healthy and he's on the right timeline health health wise. We love to hear that, uh, but there was no true adjustment on he's trying to do this right. Like we obviously you know love his fastball, but we want to see this you know. And Brian Bansford has been talking about this. It's just more, you know, we like what we're seeing. You Not need a lot more of. I, well, yeah, right. <laughs> no, but I just like to hear more about, you know, the, their thoughts on, on Michael Kopek. And I feel like we didn't get a lot of depth on the the thoughts of these players or, or what he thinks, Chris Getz thinks of these players. It was, it was pretty surface-ish.
1: And maybe our Vinny Duber, who is down there or traveling down to Arizona today, will get in front of Brian Bannister, put a mic in front of him, and we can get some more concrete answers, or at least something where they're planning on doing with these starting pitchers, because I know that you're a big proponent of what he's doing, and I haven't seen it yet, so I'm in a wait-and-see type of mode, but I'm interested to see what he's going to be doing with this pitching staff, because it's different. It's innovative. I like different for the White Sox since they um, operate on such a low budget and operate this way. Do experiments. Do things that are different than what you've been doing for the last 20 years. Uh,
0: that's it on Chris Gets. Unless you have to add anything to, uh, else, uh, we'll take a break here and then we'll get uh, into our mailbag Monday and give some Yasmani Grandal thoughts. We got a bull show coming up at 6:05, so I know we got to get out of here. Uh, but let's let the people know about ComEd Herb. It is getting easier
1: for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. That's something we can all get behind for the health of the planet, for the well-being of all of us who share it. The electric rig is evolving to meet your cleaner
0: energy needs as we move with confidence towards an electric tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help you guide. Uh, can help guide you. I'm so sorry, I don't know how to read. Can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. So, what should business owners do? They should go to ComEd.com/clean to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, do not wait. Nope. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles because it's good for businesses, it's good for the planet, and it's good for all of us. Go to ComEd.com slash clean. Did you say ComEd.com slash clean? You bet it. Go now and see how electric, uh, how, can you say that again? Did you say ComEd.com? Dot com slash clean. You bet I did. Go now and see how Electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. I need Vinnie Duber to do
1: uh, that read because I cannot read it. Uh, the CHU events. I don't know if you guys recall last week the CHU Bulls fit fam took over the United Center with some of our diehards, some of the people who bought tickets to that takeover. It was versus the Minnesota Timberwolves and that epic comeback where Kobe, Kobe Bryant, Kobe White led the comeback and they won it overtime. That is what the CHU events are about. If you've been with us at the CHU White Sox, we've done takeovers, we've done tailgates, we've done watch-alongs last year. Opening day, one of the best days, probably the best day of the 2023 season was our opening day broadcast out south. Where was it called again, Sean? Oh, uh, the whistle. The whistle. Oh, my Jesus. Just a perfect place, and uh, you see on the screen right there, that's the takeover right there with our guy Salim in the front, his fiance, all the C.H.E.O. Bulls people. And so if you want to be part of that, we've had great takeovers this year. We just have one coming up on February 25th. But unfortunately for yourself, you're too late if you don't have a ticket already as the C.H.E.O. Blackhawks takeover on the 25th for uh, Chris Chelios' jersey retirement has been sold out. If you don't want to be in the position you are in currently with a, without a ticket and no chance to go to that CHO takeover for the Blackhawks, don't miss your next chance to have a great time with our growing community. Become a Die Hard today, and you'll be the first to know when our next event will be. Die will also receive a t-shirt like the one I have on right now of their choice. 20% off merch in the future. And uh, an invitation to our CHO Discount Lounge, which we call the CHO Discount or Discord Lounge, sorry, which uh, is a great uh, atmosphere. It must, there's a uh, Sage Bowling Box in there. I think uh, Matthew Cortese is in there. Our guy Alex Rude's usually in there. Have some conversation with us, the White Sox people, Bulls, Bears, Hawks, everything, Cubs are even in there if you want to talk some Cubs. And 20% off of things like our takeover events So go there now to allCHGO.com and sign up and become a CHGO diehard. If you want to hang with us for a Sox game this season, don't have FOMO what some people have told me after that Bulls game. Oh, man, I wish I could have been there. Don't worry about that. Become a diehard today at allCHGO.com, and you'll be one of the first to know. And, of course, 20% off that diehard. uh, discount we,
0: yes and we've had over 52 people join us already in the month of february so don't miss out head over to allchgo.com. we had aaron tommy uh we had aaron tom steve kendrick and jeremy uh join us over the weekend your guy yeah. Jeremy Warner. Jeremy Warner. Yeah. So, we're out uh, here. We're out here. Uh, ILL. I and I. And there you go. Uh, all right. Uh, and speaking of uh, diehards, we do have a Mailbag Monday segment. Uh, let's go as rapid fire as possible. Okay. Um, real quick, we did say, uh, I think it was Brandon who was in the chat, uh, is Yasmani dog going to sign somewhere? Um, we were like, no, he won't. There's no way. He's old and bad. And he's probably thinking about retirement. And you were like, well, he's been, been working out. He signs with the pod, uh, Pirates. Yeah. Uh, interested to see how that folds out. Maybe we have more thoughts tomorrow. Uh, but I definitely wasn't expecting him to sign. And here he is signing. Hey,
1: good luck to him. Good luck to the Pirates. I hope he does well out there.
0: Yeah. I mean, hey, same. I agree. Uh, let's go to uh, the Mailbag Monday. First up, uh, Callahan. I think it's Callahan, like Tommy Callahan. Uh, if you can make any three moves right now with the intentions of making the playoffs this year, feels impossible, especially after listening to that Chris Getz, uh presser. What would they be? I think it's very clear, Herb. Yep. You sign Cody Bellinger, you sign Blake Snell, and you sign, uh, 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 who? I, I guess, Tim, for my thoughts, because I think you need more of a top-end ceiling than yeah. Paul DeYoung when it comes to up the middle. Yeah. Um, so I would say those three, I mean, would you add Jordan Montgomery, maybe? Yeah. those Matt um, Chapman.
1: <laughs> I mean, those lefties, you know, they're at the top of the league, and also break up some of this rightiness in the White Sox rotation right now
0: we need help uh, is basically just the entire 2024 White Sox so uh, as many people who are talented as possible Uh, next up Shulo says as players report to camp who are you most excited to follow during spring training Herb give me one player Zach Deloach
4: really
1: yeah I'm just looking forward to him. I mean, he had a great year in the PCL. I'm just looking forward to him, what he can do in spring training. I know more than likely he won't be on the major league team, but I'm looking forward to lefty power bat finally actually being an outfielder. There's 40 White Sox on the 40-man roster, and he's not one of them. I'm looking forward to him. Okay. Uh,
0: I'll go with Michael Kopech. Uh, we heard Chris Getz uh, hype up him being a starter. Uh, he is very good when he locates his fastball up in the zone. He did that like 21% of the time last year. There's a f- article on Fangraphs, uh, but he really did not effectively locate his breaking pitches lower in the zone. Uh, can he make that adjustment? Can he be a starter? The fastball is elite. This fastball is a starter-like quality. He's thrown over 120 innings uh, in a season before. I think he's got the base. He's He's got the full, healthy offseason. Let's see what he can do this spring training. Uh, Ian, up next, who has the potential to be a quality starter besides Dylan? He said, like, sub four. Um, Obviously, my answer is, I think, Michael Kopech. Uh, Eric Fetty is an interesting signing, uh, but he might be, you know, just mid. He's only signed for $8 million. There's not a ton of uh, hope and potential with him. Michael Kopech is a former top prospect we've seen it uh and he, he seems to be healthy and I don't think the effectiveness on his fastball is gone so I still think it's Kopech I think Fetty is like making the most money as a starter I believe uh, almost eight million dollars he I think w- Kopech Cease makes more does, I think like oh, by 500k yeah I think Cease makes eight and then Fetty makes seven and a
1: half so yeah I would think Fetty that's the guy that needs to step up this year he's getting paid a lot of money And this White Sox rotation, so he needs to be the second-best starter on this rotation. Uh,
0: Sirocco would be an interesting one Justin brings it up. But a final one uh, from AJ, It's Baseball Kid. Sorry we had to rush through these, but which pop star would you uh, most like to see date a White Sox player uh, a la uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? I know you've had hours and hours to think
1: about this question, so I know you're going to give me a great answer. Herb? Um, Well, since they share the same type of musical tastes, I would love to see the hits, hips don't lie Shakira and our guy yo mancada oh. get together there you go and do some uh some great singing some maybe,
0: maybe his 25 million you can help her with her tax situation exactly there some you go. yeah right, right there I mean uh too bad Jlo as uh, has got a man in uh, Ben affleck you know they, they could Terrible have commercial. they could have got up to, uh, in, uh, together uh, I, I'm gonna go with Larsa Pippen. Uh, I don't know who but uh you know she <laughs> just left uh, uh, Marcus. Marcus Jordan uh, maybe she goes to Jeffrey Jordan uh, maybe uh you know uh, I, I think she's She tries to still get in the public eye though And uh, why not you know Going she after, was good on traders. Yeah, so. going
1: after people that she were kids when she was an adult.
0: Very weird. Uh, hit the thumbs up button. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We got a live show coming up uh, right now uh, with uh, the CHGO Bulls. I was going to say Chicago Bulls. The CHGO Bulls with uh, Matt Peck, Big Dave, and Will Gottlieb. So we're going to go away. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him at Wall 23 You can follow the show at CHGO underscore White Sox. Thank you to Sarah for producing the show. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. And Vinny was not here today, but he'll be here tomorrow live from Arizona. So make sure you subscribe and join us at 5 p.m. tomorrow. We love you and
1: goodbye.